0: And we are live. Welcome all. Oh see it says this meeting is being recorded. Welcome all to another episode of Geeking Cannabis. I'm very excited to be here with Michelle who we went to school together actually at the University of Missouri but I will let her introduce herself. Hello Michelle how are you today?
1: Hi Lily thank you for having me. Um, I'm Michelle. I will be graduating from Mizzou in August. So I'm finishing up some, that's my dog. Um, I will be finishing up some classes this summer. Um, I'm getting a degree in chemistry, medicinal chemistry, just um, technically the medicinal chemistry uh, pre-med track. However, I don't wanna go to med school Um, I am very interested in pharmaceutical research, um, both like cancer, um, cannabis, uh, pretty much anything. Um, You know, drugs are such a big part of the first world countries now. And um, I mean, I can't think of anyone who doesn't take at least one pill a day. Um, And I'm actually getting a second degree in uh, music a vocal performance, Um, so I'm getting a BS in chemistry and a BA in music, taken a lot of time, effort, tears, frustrations, but um, I'm coming up at the end, and I think it was all worth it, so that's good. That's
0: awesome. So what kind of led you on this path to get a BS in chemistry and a
1: BA in music? Yeah, I get that question a lot. (laughs) Um, They're so different. Um, They're like, you know, why would you do both? Um, So I'm going to go back to like my childhood. And uh, my dad uh, was an aeronautical engineer at Boeing uh, for 40 years. And my mother was a music teacher for 40 years. Um, They have now both recently retired and are enjoying traveling to see both their daughters and playing with their golden retriever. But um, I believe both my degrees came out of both my parents. Um, my mom taught me music at a young age. Um, I started piano when I was probably four or five, still and not that good at piano. Um, but uh, I've been singing, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, however, I'm also surprisingly good at science. Um, And I didn't really wanna choose between them when I came to school and actually quite a few people were um, trying to suggest that I couldn't do both. And that kind of pissed me off. Um, So I kind of did both for myself and to prove them wrong. Um, I didn't wanna choose, you know, um, music. They always say, you know, it's hard to find a job it's hard to make money, find a stable career. And that's true. It's very difficult, um, especially, you know, my class of graduates coming into the almost post pandemic world. Uh, it's definitely difficult to find performing jobs in any music uh, industry right now. So um, I'm a very logical person. So I knew that music maybe wasn't the most stable career. And I wanted something to fall back on. However, um, through these four years, I've realized that I actually uh, love what I do in chemistry. And so I think that that will now be uh, my career first and foremost. Um, So, with chemistry, you know, there's development, there's research, um, there's discovery. And with my degree, you know, I could do anything from plant science, food, agriculture, to synthetics and, um, you know, makeup or anything else I wanted to do. But I really like the combination of biology and chemistry with my medicinal chemistry degree. Um, I think it gives me a well-rounded education, both of bodily anatomy. the body works and functions on a day-to-day basis and both the chemical uh, atomic level oh. with the chemistry. All right, let me give her a bow. Um, oh so yeah, so I decided to do both. Um, I, I am always down for a challenge and uh, anything I put my mind to, I will follow through. Um, so it was definitely a challenge on doing two degrees in four years and um I got asked the other day coming you know toward the end of my education at the zoo if I could go back would I do it all again I was like well that's a crappy question because I don't know um I want to say yes but it's been so difficult you know I don't know if I'd make the same decision but um I don't regret it for one minute. There has definitely been times, you know, I've had to say no to hanging out and going to parties and dinners and and things like that just to stay home and study, um, stay home and read for my classes or prepare for an exam. And there's definitely a huge aspect of time management, um, knowing when enough is enough for one thing, moving on to the next. You know, you can only do your best. You can't, you can't be perfect, no one can be perfect. So it's just trying your hardest. And you know, there are classes that I almost didn't pass in chemistry um, for sure. And um, I ended up passing all my classes. I haven't had to retake one. So, um, you know, the hard work really does pay off and it's just what you set your mind to and what you can accomplish.
0: That's awesome. So like, how long did it take you to complete
1: all of these degrees? So I started in August of 2017, and now I'll be finishing in August of 2021, so exactly four years, um, which I think is impressive. <laughs> um, I know uh, a lot of people you know, take fifth years and whatnot, and um, I wanted to push myself um, not over the top, but I knew I could do it. Um, and I haven't taken a summer off, I've, I've been doing summer classes, all the summers and now to finish my degrees. So, um, you know, it's definitely a lot of time. And like I said, you know, you have to say no to some things and you have to say no to, to spring break trips, you know, because um, you need to study for your next exams, but um, I think it's worth it. And now um, I'm coming out and I have my whole life ahead of me. So I I'm excited. That's awesome. So I
0: know that you have been a cannabis user and you also had your medical card when I was at Mizzou. I remember talking about that with you. Would you like to go into detail about like how you first started hearing about cannabis? What kind of got you into it? What led you to get your medical card?
1: Yes. So um, I... Uh... Was introduced to cannabis probably like in high school by a friend. Um, you know, probably like most cannabis users, it's kind of, oh, here I have some weed. Do you want to try it? And um, you're like, okay, why not? Um, so I, I probably used maybe once or twice in high school. Um, never really loved it. You know, that was bud definitely like in a joint or bowl. And the smell has always bothered me. <laughs> To be honest, I have very like heightened sense of smell. Um, and so like, you know, when after you're smoking, it's fine, but like to walk into a room and you're like, oh my gosh, that is a lot of weed and smoke. Um, so, so I don't know. At first I was like, you know, I get why people do it, but I don't know, it's not for me. Um, and then I got to high school, I mean to college, sorry, my freshman year in college. And um, one of my good friends was a pretty consistent user. Um, so when I was around them, I definitely uh, was smoking more. Um, and that same year, my freshman year, um, was a really traumatic experience for me. Um, I was sexually assaulted during my freshman year. Um, and, and it's, it's tough, um, but one of the worst side effects that a lot of people don't talk about is uh the recurring nightmares um you know those nightmares not just the oh this kind of stunk and like i ran away and then i woke up you know when i was at the edge of the cliff like no it's it's um it's reliving the experience and um our our brains are incredibly complicated so um you know, even the top scientists don't know exactly how dreams are created, but, um, these dreams I was having were pretty much every night. Um, I would even have, you know, flashbacks during the day, like daydreams. And, um, I was doing some research. Um, I knew I didn't want to take sleeping pills. I did not want to do that. Um, I've heard, you know, Horror stories and lots of side effects that are uh, potentially associated with that. Um, and as I was already on medication for anxiety and depression, I didn't want to add to my huge list of medications already. So I was doing some research, you know, smoking weed occasionally. Um, and both through online research and through my own experience, I realized that if I smoke or ingest marijuana before I go to bed, I will sleep soundly through the night. Now, um, that doesn't mean I don't necessarily dream or have nightmares, but I at least didn't wake up remembering them. Um, So instead of waking up every night, every other night, drenched in sweat, shaking, you know, just remembering, trying to push back um, the flashbacks and and nightmares, um, I was actually able to sleep soundly And uh, it's really hard to underestimate a good night's sleep. And um, I know a lot of people feel that way, but um, when you get a full eight hours of uninterrupted sleep, there's really nothing much better than that. So um, probably the end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year, um, is when I started smoking more consistently um, or ingesting, you know, edibles. Um, And I was sleeping soundly. And this was amazing. You know, I wasn't exhausted through the day. I wasn't thinking about my nightmares all day. Um, I, I just wasn't as focused on the effects of PTSD, um, which was honestly life changing. So, Missouri ended up legalizing marijuana for medical use, I want to say 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, of course I voted for that. Um, so as soon as I could, I got my medical marijuana card um, and having that protects you, you know, from being arrested and prosecuted for personal like use amounts. You know, Obviously if you have huge amounts, you can still be prosecuted for potential sale and distribu- distribution. But um, I am, again, someone who's very logical thinking, and I have such high ambitions for my life that, you know, um, and I'm very careful, but I I wanted that extra protection. So um, it's not super difficult. Um, You go to a medical marijuana doctor, um, and with that uh, appointment, you bring some medical records. Um, with your diagnoses. So mine is with my PTSD um, and that's how I got my medical marijuana card. However, um, you can get it for pretty much anything, you know, mental health disorders, through physical ailments. um, There's really a lot of things and Missouri does a good job at kind of leaving it open for interpretation, um, which I like. Um, so it's really up to you and your doctors and um, yeah so um, I got my medical marijuana card and uh, we were anticipating you know dispensaries opening and um, in the next few months and COVID hit and got those dates all pushed back so um, you know it was a long wait for Uh, medical marijuana dispensaries, but now there's many, many open across the state, and I think that's a great, great idea um, for all those people who need medical marijuana in their lives. Um, But one thing I do want to emphasize is definitely talking to your doctors, Um, not just your medical marijuana doctor, but your healthcare professionals, your Your general health practitioner, your student health doctor, you know, anyone that you see for any of your ailments, or even a therapist or a psychiatrist. Um, And they're not there to judge you. Um, In fact, they don't care. Um, You could say, I do this, 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 and this every day. And they're like, okay. Because I promise you, like, you're not their craziest patient they've had even that day. my sister's an ENT, so an ear, nose, and throat uh, doctor, and you know, she tells me some crazy stories, of course, of these people coming in. And So I, I'm, trust me when I say that telling them you smoke weed or ingest marijuana or drink underage, um, the only reason they care is because they wanna help you. So there's no judgment there. So just make sure to disclose to all of your healthcare professionals as to the reasons for and how you are consuming marijuana, I think it's very important. Um, there can be, you know, side effects with linking um, different medications and whatnot, which also affects your marijuana use. So, uh, I would definitely just make sure you disclose that information, um, and they're never there to judge you.
0: Awesome. So when you're using cannabis, you said that you got your medical card and the dispensaries didn't really open until after COVID hit. So how did that affect your singing if it did even affect your singing?
1: Yeah, so with singing, um, you know, being a music major, singing I do every day. Um, I have lessons, I have rehearsals, I have, you know, evening rehearsals that go till 9, 10 p.m., Um, I have a church job where I sing on Sundays, um, you know, early 9 a.m. Sunday morning, so I'm singing, you know, all day, every day. Um, So when it comes to uh, cannabis and singing, the most important thing is uh, usage and um, limiting your usage. So I knew that I was using marijuana for sleeping soundly. So there's a difference definitely between using marijuana recreationally, which I have also done um, and using it medically. So um, just throughout school and singing and whatnot, I just kind of made a plan for myself to only uh, consume or use cannabis in the evenings. Um, and that is late after I've gotten everything I need to get done for that day. Um, you know, one of the major side effects is, is you're kind of slowing down, um, your brain's not as high functioning maybe. Um, so just making sure that you know when to use and how much to use, I think is so important. Um, so with marijuana, I think um, and singing. Um, I think the evenings, for me, were were much better. Um, you don't necessarily want to smoke at the start of your day and then have to go talk and sing and you know use your vocal cords a ton that day. That's not going to help. Um, however, in the evening, um, you know when you're relaxing, about to sleep your your body does incredible healing in the eight hours that you should be sleeping Um, and a big part of that too is hydration Um, so no matter if you're smoking or um, ingesting edibles hydration is so important Um, so many people um, friends and family even just don't drink enough water Um, that that's really a huge thing and so people are are saying they're tired you know they have no energy and oh well have you drank any water today and they're like no I have like a Dr. Pepper for lunch I'm like well drink some water and see how you feel um you know water is like the magic magic drug almost it fixes so much but um, especially with smoking cannabis, um, you can tend to have dry mouth, dry throat, um, and so make sure making sure you're hydrating both during, before, during, and after um, the ingestion. I think really just really helps. Um, so just make sure you're drinking lots of water. Um, I definitely try and stay away from sugary energy drinks. Um, I do have a Gatorade with me. I was feeling extra dehydrated today, but I drank only the G2, Um, so there's, like, 50 calories in this, and um, it's, like, a lower sugar content than the regular Gatorades, Um, and, you know, this is technically, like, a a drink to, to gain energy. Um, and it does replenish your electrolytes. So, I believe if you are a little dehydrated, you know those can help, but you know, monsters are not going to help you. Um, while they may give you more caffeine than your body can process, um, it's not going to make you feel better at the end of the day. Um, you're going to clash after you process it. Um, so, water is really the best answer. And that's not saying you can't have a soda or you can't have a glass of wine or Beer or a shot of tequila but um just making sure that with those non-water substances that you're also ingesting at least that amount of water in addition to that and that's on top of your daily water intake um everyone says your daily water intake is different um, depending on who you're talking to um i have so this is like a 32 ounce like yeti And so I try and drink about four or five of those a day. Um, Now it's obviously different depending on size and weight. And there definitely are adverse effects to drinking too much water, Um, but those are very rare. So it's better to drink too much water than not enough. Um, The best indication is your pee should be clear or almost very pale yellow. Um, If you're having uh, dark urine, you need to drink water. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I think just making sure you know, your water intake is, is up there, um, especially while you're smoking. And because, um, again, that smoking just uh, tends to create that dry mouth, cotton mouth uh, type feel. Um, yeah, go ahead.
0: How does water affect your vocal cords with when you're singing? And how does that mechanism work in your throat?
1: Okay, okay. So we're getting on to the the anatomy side. Okay, so um, water- I can point it
0: out on your throat too because this will be a YouTube video.
1: Okay. Um, So there's different parts to vocal anatomy. Um, You have like within your mouth, you have your hard palate and soft palate. So your hard palate, is the top right there, like behind your teeth, like the top of your mouth. And your soft palate is what you feel in the back, still on the top when you yawn. So, and you feel it lift in the back. That's your soft palate. That's what lifts. Um, And those um, obviously are connected to your sinuses and uh, nasal cavities um up in your nose and then you have you know lymph nodes here and um this whole sinus sinus system um so then you go uh down into your throat you have your pharynx uh which is upper um kind of behind kind of like in your neck you know side it'd be like here ish and then you go farther down and then you have your larynx. So the upper one is your pharynx and the lower one is your larynx. Um, And then just under your larynx are your vocal cords. And this is what you feel vibrating. Um, So you can put your fingers here. It vibrates all throughout here, but they're um, about here. Um, Again, it's different for everyone. Um, So you have both intrinsic and extrinsic muscles. So your intrinsic are the muscles inside, excuse me, um, that are um, moving uh, the vocal cords. Uh, That was hard to, that's not exact. Um, The intrinsic muscles like move, help the vocal cords, you know, fold together um and then your extrinsic muscles um adjust the position of your larynx um and include also like all these neck muscles as well so intrinsic is like inside extrinsic is like outside um so when you sing uh vocal cords and vocal folds are pretty interchangeable. The correct term is a vocal fold. That's the anatomically correct uh, word, phrase. Um, So your larynx is just above your vocal cords Um, and your vocal cords are shaped, oh this is hard, like little v's that are kind of on the opposite side of each other. So they go like this, and they vibrate. And the best um, comparison to something you know we can grasp is a steam engine. So your vocal cords um, open and close, and like hit against each other, right? Um, the sound comes from your vocal cords. Hitting each other. Um, but it's from the pressure of your air and breath. Um, so it's really like a multifaceted system. It's not just one thing, it's your whole upper body and lower body working together. Um, so the quicker that your vocal folds. Uh, like resonate so hit against each other um and that's measured in Ah. hertz, so per per second um and like when speaking uh vocal cords open and close like a hundred times per second or so um comparing to a hummingbird's flapping wings uh hummingbird's wings flap about 50 to 60 Times per second. So, our vocal cords, even with regular speech, are doing more work than a hummingbird's wings. Um, So, your vocal cords, the faster they hit against each other, the higher pitch the sound that comes out will be. Um, Now, um, they can hit, you know, they usually hit different um, and they kind of. the only thing I could think of right now is like a belly dancer um you know it's kind of like a wave motion and so they kind of like wave it's not just like hitting it's like a wave motion um and there are videos you can look up on YouTube of uh upper endoscopies looking at (coughs) vocal folds I'm sorry my dog is needing attention um so definitely um you know, they go at different rates, creating a higher pitch. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: she's <laughs> distracting. That's okay. So when water is going through your system, it's helping to lubricate that area in order to help the vibrations.
1: Uh yes. Yes and no. Um, so definitely when you're drinking sugary drinks. Um it's not it's not good for you the sugar is going to start like deteriorating some of that those inner muscles and folds um, so just making sure you're hydrated and it does it's like almost a yeah lubricant coating on your vocal cords so um you know i always have water next to me um, especially now and i'm talking a lot um you know just keeping water your water intake is, um, is very important. Um, so even um, someone performing on stage, I bet you that the minute they get off stage, they're consuming water. Um, I recently had my senior recital, I guess not so recently, back in February. And you know there you go off after every song cycle, but the second I get out of the view of the audience, I'm downing water. <laughs> um so you know uh any any trained musician vocal musician especially will know that um water is is really the magic the magic potion to help um yeah so making sure your water intake is good it helps helps protect those vocal cords for sure
0: so have you used cannabis before a performance or no? And have you used cannabis before singing? And do you think it has helped you or has been detrimental?
1: That's a great question. So yes, Um, my first time I had used cannabis like while before singing, I had actually ingested a very potent edible the night before a lesson. And Um, I woke up and usually, you know, it wears off while you're sleeping, uh, this time it hadn't. And I had my lesson at like 10 or 11, I can't remember. And so I was still, you know, a little, a little up there, um, from that edible after I woke up and and got ready and everything. Um, and I went to my lesson, I was like super nervous. I was like, Oh, he's going to know, like, he's totally going to point it out. Um, but I got there and I started singing and to this day, I think it was one of the best lessons I've ever had. Um, I couldn't tell you much about necessarily the voice quality during that lesson. However, I was so relaxed and open to suggestion, um, that it was just very freeing, um, and singing, you know, releases endorphins. Um, and boost your mood just like cannabis does so actually both is definitely um, you know singing while you're high is um, definitely an experience I think that if you're a cannabis user you should try at least once um, however when you are you know high and using um, using cannabis while you're singing you um, You do not have as much control over the muscles in um, your throat um, and as much control over your usual processes with singing um, because your inhibitions kind of get lowered, I would say. Um, So, again, as for the quality of my voice, it maybe was not better. However, with this teacher, and that's a whole whole other story, um, uh, He, I was not very comfortable taking lessons with him. And um, if you are a voice student or any music student taking lessons, you should always have a teacher you are comfortable with, 100%. Um, they do not need to make comments about your appearance, um, your body shape. Um, Your size, nothing. Um, While they may say it's pertinent um, to making better music, it's not. Your size, your shape has nothing to do with the music you're creating. Um, And that's just a side note. So always be comfortable with your teacher. And if you're not, um, you could bring your concerns to them. And hopefully, you know, they will listen and adjust as necessary. Um, however, just like finding a therapist, you know, there's more fish in the sea. If you don't get along with one, I'm sure you will find one that works well for you. Um, so just, um, that was a side note, kind of. Um, but going back into that lesson, so I was usually nervous going into his lessons, Um So I think being like still a little, you know, like intoxicated um, made me less nervous and um, less worried about what was going to happen during that lesson. So again, I don't know if I can say directly anything to how it made my, my voice sound. But as for, you know, anxieties and tensions, it definitely helped um, me calm down. Um, I don't believe I have ever been intoxicated for a performance. Um, There was a time when I maybe smoked like a few hours before, which I don't suggest. If you have a performance, just smoke after. Eat edibles after it's not worth it. But um, I even then, I think um, just with anxieties and tensions, it helps um, decrease those. So if you are someone who has like maybe a vape, um, like a little vape pen, um, and can take and just very small quantities, you know, maybe that would actually be very good for you and help if you get performance anxiety. And um, I definitely have performance anxiety. I think every musician I know has some form of performance anxiety. And it's something that goes away as you become um, more acquainted with your profession. So freshman year, you know, doing opera, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on this stage and everyone's looking at me and I'm going to mess up and all this stuff. And it doesn't matter, um, you know, a performance is one night. Uh, you're not gonna be defined by that singular performance for the rest of your life. And that's very important to take note of. Um, there are other things, you know, you can take um, in lieu of marijuana for um, anxiety. So I have a very low dose prescription of Alprazolam and that street name is Xanax. Um, so I'm a very, I have a very, very low dose. So I have like about a half milligram and that's as needed, no more than once daily. Um, and that I will take if I'm having a panic attack or I'm feeling very anxious about something upcoming like an exam or performance. Um, so that can help too. And again, a very low dose can do a lot, um, especially with medication like that. Uh, it's classified as a benzodiazepam. So it's very potent um, and that's something you can talk with your doctor about. Um, there are also these uh, medications, I guess, called beta blockers. And those I believe are still prescribed by doctors. Um, however, they're easier to come by um, like Xanax and as needed medications are, are a controlled substance. So you usually need to be 18 or older um, and have your ID to have them prescribed and picked up at a pharmacy. Um, beta blockers are not as strict and um I couldn't tell you the exact mechanisms of that but basically your brain is firing you know a bunch of different signals at a time and the beta blockers kind of help like calm those down um so your mind doesn't maybe me be racing as much it's um Maybe you could liken it to like an ADD or ADHD medication, where you're a little more focused, um, and so that's another option too. If you have, you know, bad performance anxiety or are interested in medications um, to help control that, and um, you know, some people don't like being on a ton of medications, and then cannabis is a great option. Um, And, you know, no one's gonna judge you for that or they shun it. And if they do, who cares? So I think think marijuana is definitely a great option um, for that. However, I wouldn't suggest, no matter if you're an instrumentalist or vocalist um, ever smoking before a performance. Um, You know, maybe edibles are the better way to go, you know, low dose, 10 milligrams, um, definitely not very high milligram doses of edibles or you're going to be high all night. Um, so uh, and again, if you if you do smoke and don't really like uh, edibles, I know some people have bad experiences with with ingesting. Um, and so then again, maybe a bait pen is your best option um, or they have, you know, those dermal patches that have low doses as well. Um, which I personally never tried. I've never tried the patches, but um, I know people that have and they're great. We're great for them. But the most important part is to never use something first before something important. So, you know, I would never use Xanax the first time right before an opera performance. That's a terrible idea. Um, Just like I would never want to, you know, take hundred milligram edible before an opera performance, because that's a terrible idea. Um, you don't, don't wanna be caught off guard, you know, um, especially with the performance, you need to stay calm, um, collected, centered. Um, and that's where, you know, meditation and yoga, and you know more, much more about that um, than I do. Um, but just doing that daily can also help just keep you centered and have a little more control over your life and your body Um, But again, I mean, everything in moderation. So if you feel that um, getting a little high before singing or performance or playing helps you, then by all means, go for it. I mean, no one's going to judge you. Again, if they do, who cares? So would you recommend if
0: you are singing specifically to take an edible versus smoking? Because when you smoke, doesn't it Actually affect your um, larynx and all of your vocal cords. If you'd like to speak on that,
1: yes, for sure. So there is a difference. So, um, and I will talk about cancer risk a little bit too. So, um, when you are smoking um, and burning the bud directly, so whether that be joint, blunt, uh, spliff, uh, bowl, etc there will be more um, detrimental effects to your health than say vaping or ingesting edibles or through dermal patches. Um, So when you burn with heat and bud, you are exposing um, carcinogens to enter your system and carcinogens, you know, are pretty much in everything in this day and age. Um, and they're just a natural part of plants. And when you ingest them, it's different than um, lighting them on fire and then inhaling them. So if you are a singer and a cannabis user, definitely the best way to go would be an edible or a dermal patch. However, I know those take time to enter your system. So if you are using it as a medical marijuana patient and need that quicker, that, um, you know, relaxation quicker, you know, you're gonna smoke and that's fine. But I would say if you're smoking, um, I would stick to concentrates and vaping. Um, even vaping but um, is better than smoking it. Um, And so, you know, people have your your little um, vaporizers for bud. One of my friends, he only vapes bud and that's all all he smokes. Um, So that's better, you're not lighting it directly on fire um, but you're still inhaling some carcinogens. So um, then besides bud, you move on to concentrates um, and those are usually between 70, 75 to 90, 95% pure uh, THC um, and CBD usually. Um, And so those you're getting rid of the carcinogens, you're purifying that THC. So all you end up ingesting is the THC and whatever they use to dilute that, um, which is always safe for the body if you're getting it from a proper dispensary licensed and so that'll be like polyethylene glycol. Um, lots, of, lots of things are used to, to dilute um, and to purify THC. Um, so with that, you're not getting as many carcinogens. Um, I know there's some concern about you know specific vapes and whatnot with coils burning and carcinogens from that. And um, that's very real. Um, you know, and all I can say for that is try and do your own research and invest in some better quality things. You don't want to spend $10 for a vape that's going to break in a week. Um, And that being said, you don't want to spend $200 on one that's going to break in a month. So just doing your research, reading the reviews, um, things like that, and then making sure you know where your stash is coming from. Um, So obviously the best is gonna be medical marijuana dispensary followed by recreational dispensary. Uh, Medical marijuana, especially with concentrates are gonna be higher uh, percentage. Um, Recreational again are great. And they're all, um, you know, they all follow like rules and regulations and um, manufacturing uh, laws and whatnot. But if you aren't buying from a store dispensary and um, you're buying off the street, that's fine too. We've all been there. Um, Just make sure you're getting it from someone you trust. Um, And again, it can be difficult and, you know, they have different products every time you see them and and whatnot, but um, even asking, have you tried this? You know, like, how how was it for you? what what were your effects um so just making sure you know it's someone you trust and then if you find someone you trust you know keep keep getting it from them um however i think i think the medical and recreational marijuana is definitely going to be um higher quality higher percentage uh more regulated uh less carcinogens with the uh, concentrates and stuff so again um Your best bet with singing is gonna be edibles and dermal patches, followed by vaping. And the last thing on the list is gonna be smoking. Um, The other thing that can happen with your voice um, and smoking or not just overuse or misuse of the voice can result in vocal cord nodules and vocal cord polyps. Um, You can get cysts. And some can be cancerous, um, however, most are not and will resolve on their own or with you know, minimal medical treatment. Um, and those can be agitated by smoking. And um, so if you're feeling like your voice is being overused, stop using it and don't whisper. is worse for your voice uh, than talking. So if you're losing your voice, Talk at a low level, don't whisper. Um, but if you feel anything develop immediately, please go see an ENT. So, again, that's an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Or, um, you know, they have like head and neck specialists, will do that too. Um, please go talk to them. Um, you can also go to your general health practitioner, but they will probably refer you to someone else. Um, so again, these, these different things can, um, polyps, uh, cysts and nodules can result from, you know, misuse and overuse. So, you know, if you go to a concert one night and are screaming along the songs all night, yeah, your voice is going to be exhausted, um, and you're going to need some time to just relax, um, not talk, stay as quiet as possible. Um, and that can help, you know, with, um, you know herbal treatments um you know people like using the throat coat teas um which i hate the flavor of but if you don't mind it all power to you <laughs> um but i like uh like chamomile tea um, has anti-inflammatory properties but um weed also has anti-inflammatory properties and lots of people use that for medical reasons so um again if you have any of these problems don't smoke but, um, you know, maybe an edible will help a little bit with that um, inflammation. So um, the best thing you can do is just listen to your body um, and how you're feeling. And it's really good to take both a mental and physical note of what you feel and hear of your own voice on a great day on a perfect day you're like oh my gosh my voice sounds amazing today like I wish I was performing at the Met because I would be awesome like (laughs) um take note of that take note of all the sensations you feel and that way you have something to compare it to when you're not feeling as well and when you're not feeling 100% and you know especially with the voice um we're unlucky as opposed to instrumentalists because our instrument is a part of our body so everything we do physically and mentally can affect our sound. Um, Something that I've been developing the last couple of years which sucks is allergies. And allergies also have a huge effect on your voice and the quality of sound. And that's, there's nothing you can do about it, honestly. Um, I know people who have postponed lessons for a week or two because they can't breathe out of their nose. Like there's no point in having a lesson if you can't breathe properly. So just taking care of yourself, realizing when it's, you know, natural causes, whether it be, you know, allergies, a cold, sinus issues, whatnot. Um, just really try and limit your usage when you're feeling under the weather and Try and not smoke if at all possible. Um, you know, thankfully we live in a world where you know dermal patches and drinks and edibles are are becoming more and more widely available. Um, so take take use of that, uh, make use of that, and um, definitely just listen to your body, what it's telling you, and take again take physical and mental notes. Um, I have a like a singing diary journal. Um, you know, where I write the date and what I did that day. And I keep, um, you know, I go through those probably one every year, um, you know, fill it up. And then I keep some of my most important pages and literally like a folder drawer, like in my drawer, folder in my drawer. Um, And just so I have those to reference, you know, if I'm feeling really crappy, like I can compare to how I was feeling on this day when I also wasn't feeling good. But oh, that day I had really bad allergies or that day I had um, an ear infection that I was getting over, Um, you know, and just comparing and contrasting because the doctors can only tell you so much. So you really have to be in control of your own um, mental and physical health as in knowing what your body is telling you.
0: That's awesome. So with your PTSD, what kind of cannabis do you recommend? Because I know I also suffer from PTSD and I use more indica. I wasn't sure if you use more sativa or if you also used indica. And do you know a lot about terpenes as well?
1: Yes. So I actually do know uh, a fair, fair amount about different strains and terpenes as well um, mainly because I've done my own research. Um, it's just something I'm very interested in and there's tons of websites and scientists and stuff that have done this research and you can just read if you're bored and want to learn something new. So, um, with my PTSD and using it to sleep soundly at night, I also tend to go for indicas. Um, so, um, you know, the two main, um, What's the word I'm looking for? The two main kinds, types um, of weed are indica and sativa. So indica is gonna be a little more calming, um, kind of not slow you down, but just kind of relax. Um, And indica, um, I I definitely use more than sativa uh, for sure. Um, However, uh, sativa has its own great benefits. Um, If you're feeling down and you're using it for depression, sativa is your way to go. It's going to make you feel a little more energized, a little more upbeat, um, and a little more ready to conquer the world. So um, there's a difference too. You know, Um, if I was smoking during the day, maybe I'd use a sativa. And if I'm smoking at night, I'd use an indica Um, And not by any means does that mean indica makes you more depressed. Um, In fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, I don't believe it makes me more depressed. Um, Just because it relaxes you doesn't mean it puts you in a bad mental state. Um, So my favorite strain is purple punch. Um, And that's an indica. So it is a blend of Granddaddy Purple and like Larry OG, I think. Um, Anyway, it's called Purple Punch. It's becoming um, more popular. Um, It kind of has, you know, sweet floral taste. Uh, Some people say like grape and blueberry. I don't know if I can taste the individual fruits But um, it's definitely, you know, a little more fruity, which I prefer as opposed to um, a little more uh, like bubble kush is another popular flavor um, or strain, sorry. Um, And that one is a little more of that uh, chemical flavor. So these flavors that you get um, come not only from the strain but from the terpenes. So these terpenes are, are proteins and molecules that end up having a different flavor. Um, And I actually have bought individual um, containers of my favorite terpenes. Um, I like to use them just to, never do you ever want to, you know, shove your nose into the bottle. They're very potent. Um, So just wafting them towards yourself. um, And I can, you know, do that even during the day. And do they have their own legitimate medicinal effects? I don't know, but does it make me feel better? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can do that if you find out you like a specific terpene um, and you can find the terpenes in different strains um, on, online. Um, Leafly is definitely one of my favorite websites uh, for finding you know, the different terpenes and flavors and all of them. So uh, this purple punch, like I was talking about, uh, the dominant terpene is um, um And again, these are just um, like chemicals that are, you know, a mixture of proteins and and things like that, that just give a different flavor to it. So, um, you know, it's, it's really to each their own. Um, it's what you prefer. Um, if you like that not fruity flavor, some people hate fruity flavor and they're like, oh, this is sweet. I don't like it. That's fine. Um, so I personally like, in addition to karyophylline, is limonene. And that is found in limes and lemons. And that's what gives that citrus smell and flavor. Um, and those are found in a lot, uh, very common Mirosine is probably the most common terpene. Um, it's found in trace amounts of pretty much any strain you can find. And all these terpenes are in almost all strains, just at different levels. Um, so it's what's dominant, you know. Um, so, myrosine is not as fruity. Um, it's a little more neutral, maybe a little more chemical smell. Um, and I say chemical, not in a bad way, but I mean, being a chemist and being in the lab, I know the difference between fruity smells and, oh, there's a tub of random chemicals sitting out. Yeah, that doesn't smell um, um, like fruity and flowers. So again, it's just different. Um, it's really based on your personal preference. However, I'd say for PTSD um, and you know if you have um, anxiety too, I would say, definitely the indicas are your way to go. However, if you have bad depression and or pain, um, uh, sativa might be your better option. Um, But it's kind of just a process of trial um, and elimination. So if you find something you don't like, don't buy it again. If you find something you like, try and get it. And there um, are now multiple is open in Colombia, so I can go online, look at their menus and say, oh, I don't like anything that place has. Let me go check out the other place. And, you know, I think there are three or four open now um, here in Colombia. And so if I can't find something I like at once, another shop will have something I like. Um, and there are definitely times when uh, a dispensary only has sativa left. And, you know, You don't need to waste your money if you know that that's not what's going to help you, especially medically speaking. You know, again, you have to be in control of yourself and know what works best for you.
0: So could you ever see yourself working in cannabis since you are very passionate about um, the medical side of it and the different terpenes?
1: Yes, I have actually been keeping a tab on Uh, opening jobs in cannabis industry. Um, However, in Missouri, since uh, dispensaries, you know, are just now fully functioning. There's not really any research happening in Missouri. Um, And that's something that will obviously develop over the next 5, 10, 20 years. Um, And not just in Missouri, but in every state. And so, you know, Denver, Uh, sorry, Colorado and Washington are definitely, uh, they have most of the research uh, facilities and um, they have more processing, extraction whatnot. Um, So Missouri, about the only cannabis jobs you can bet on the chemistry side is um, extractions. So making, um, turning the bud into concentrates or um, you can do the more biology side of growing and harvesting the bud itself. Um, and those are all very rewarding. Um, however, I am much more interested in more of the like research side as opposed to development. So um, I think for right now, I'm going to stick with more of the traditional pharmaceutical research route. Um, however, I have definitely thought about getting into, uh, cannabis research, um, because we don't have a ton of information on it. And, um, part of that is the fault of our government. Um, you know, weed was considered the gateway drug for so long, um, when that's very not true. Um, you know, people are using it for all different reasons, whether it's medical, recreational, it doesn't matter. Um, but, Because of this stigma that was attached to it for so long, there has not been many research facilities or groups dedicated to both the effects on physical and mental health with cannabis use. So again, those are gonna be booming, I believe in the next five, 10 years, both in Missouri and across the country as more states start legalizing medical and recreational use.
0: Do you have any advice for any singers out there or any cannabis users just to kind of wrap this up?
1: Okay, so for singing, again, I'd say try and stick to, you know, edibles, uh, maybe dermal patches or um, concentrates. Um, However, if you're an instrumentalist and the quality of your voice isn't uh, what you're getting paid for, then it doesn't matter. Um, but if you're in the music industry, um, I would definitely attempt to uh, get high and play some music one day. And it's um, a euphoric experience. Um, you, you probably won't have a happier time in your life than when you can just take a couple hours, smoke, eat an edible, whatever ingest, ingestion you want to do and, and then just make music and have fun um and not necessarily practice for anything you need to practice for but just to make music for yourself so if you're a canvas user and you like music even if you're not good at music just fucks around on the keyboard or you know your ukulele or guitar you know you can get a ukulele for like 20 bucks now by the way on Amazon so if anyone wants to learn music I suggest the ukulele Um, but again it's trial and error so just find what works for you um and uh have fun I guess doing it
0: awesome and any last words for the cannabis side of it just using in general
1: um I guess the most important takeaway is just to hydrate and so anytime you ingest whether it be smoking eating drinking, um, just make sure you're drinking lots of water um, try and stay away from sugary drinks um, high fat foods of course um, your healthiest self is gonna be eating lots of veggies and proteins and and good carbs for your body and healthy fats you know not. Grease and butter, but um, you know avocados are really a really good fat. Um, so just again, listening to your body, knowing what works for you, staying hydrated, and you know use in moderation. Um, you know it's always fun to get you know stupid high one day if you have time all day, like that's fun, but it's not something you need to do every day. Um, so just use in moderation and hydration.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Michelle. I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode. I know I certainly did recording with you. This was fantastic. And I, we will cut it off. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a Thanks good day. Thanks for having me.